Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, we're going to talk about Tips and Tricks Blended Family Edition. And thank you to Justine for this. This was her suggestion for a podcast topic. So thank you, Justine. So in this episode, we'll explore some things that you can do and ways that you can help blend a blended family together. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. All right. So first things first, let's start. I always start big. And then my answer gets more and more refined. But so the big thing to think about first is that a a blended family, as a family is blending, you're going to go through different stages. And where you are in one moment of time does not mean you're going to be in that same moment in time six months later. Things can be very different. So make sure that you have a sense of openness and knowing that this is in motion, that this is developing, it's, um, it's growing and you're, you're creating something new together and that there's lots of different stages that everyone is going to go through. The second thing that's really important to understand here is that you have to parent from a place of love, not fear. If it's coming from fear, I really want you to love my new partner. I really want my new partner to love my kid. This has to work. If it's coming from that intense state, you're adding a lot of energy to that that's actually going to come out in a pendulum. So in life, you'll see a lot of things have to do with a pendulum. When you're putting too much energy in one side, you're literally building up momentum on the other side. So it's often, if not always, about integration. It's about centeredness. It's about just kind of staying calm, keeping the big picture in mind, and understand that you're going through a process together as you create this new family together. So that's the second thing that's really important. Um, The third is connection. So And this is really, really an important thing. Obviously, when you're starting out with a new family, there's a lot of hope. You want it to go really well. You want everyone to be happy. You want everyone to feel loved and have equal time. But it's very complicated blending a family together, um, especially for children. So what happens for kids is they often, they may like your new partner a lot and really enjoy them, but also feel really guilty about that. If I love my stepdad, does that mean I don't love my dad? They have a, a lot of difficulty, a lot you know, people do in general, but kids especially have trouble with duality, that they can hold two emotions at the same time. They can be mad at somebody and really love them. They can really love their dad and really love their stepdad, and they don't cancel each other out. So having lots of conversations about duality and feeling multiple things at once, I think is a really healthy thing. And don't always bring it back to the to the family itself. Just keep it out there as a theme that you're thinking about and talking about. So you're sort of enriching that awareness um, for your kids. I think that's really important. So as a family is blending, the primary thing you want to work on is connection. Your stepchild is not going to listen to you or want to listen to you, or maybe afraid to get too connected to you because they're, they're struggling with this duality. So the more subtle you are about it, the more patient you are, the more willing 
you are to just let things unfold without being pressured, without being pushed, the better everything's going to go. So in the beginning, it's actually really important for the parent, the biological parent to do most of the hard parenting. I mean, there may be moments where the step parent just has to, there isn't a choice, but as much as possible, the step parent needs to be working on connection on soft parenting. So hard parenting is go to bed, brush your teeth, do your homework, practice your instrument, do your chores. And soft parenting is giggling and joking around and playing games and talking about your day and finding moments of really close human connection where that child walks away from that interaction feeling really understood. So soft parenting, hard parenting, really important here for the first while, and it depends on the family. Sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's longer. The step parent really just kind of steps back from the hard parenting whenever possible and lets the biological parent step forward um, and gives the relationship time to build and gives that trust uh, um, an opportunity to grow so that when there has to be some hard parenting, you know that it's coming from a place of security and love, not fear or control. Understand also too that even any attempts that the blended parent, the the that the step parent makes to do hard parenting will either feel harsher. There's just this sense of well, you're not my dad or you're not my mom or you didn't do that when your own kid did that. There's a lot of kind of watching and a lot of scorekeeping. So the other thing that's incredibly important here is mirroring. So it's impossible to talk about blending a family without really making the calm technique central. So I would recommend going back and listening to the first two or three podcasts where I, where I kind of dive deeper into the calm technique or looking into one of our courses so you can get really good at it. That's where you're really able to listen, deeply listen, use your words, use language, use understanding as a way to connect and as a way to help your child work through different things. and a beautiful way to kind of integrate and knit everyone together. So, so you will not be communicating without using the calm technique here. You need to be connecting before correcting almost all the time with every child in the family. Um, that's really, really important. And when your child comes to you and says, you never discipline so-and-so, you let him get away with everything, uh, you only get mad at me, before you say, well, that's not true. What about this? What about that? How about this time? How about that time? Or that's, that's, you know, their dad's job to do that. Before you do any explaining, you've got to listen. So tell me more about that. I didn't, I didn't understand that when that happened. Tell me what was going on for you. How did you see that? Tell me, use your love, use your interest to really help understand where that child is coming from before you start explaining why you had to do it or that you didn't do it or that they missed the three times before that, that you did actually have to discipline that child. Really take this on. It's an important part of, of blending a family. It's an important part of every family, but particularly as you're trying to get everyone comfortable and get everyone finding their own roles, it's really, really, really important to use the calm technique. So that's, that's a, that's a go listen to two or three of the of the early episodes to really get that down. All right, I also really want to talk about divide and conquer here. I think this is a really important strategy. So you don't have to do everything together all the time. You have to make sure that with your biological kids, 
you need to be spending enough time with them so that they are reassured that they're not going to be displaced or forgotten in this big new family, or you're going to love their step siblings more than they, than you love them. Like all of these things are going to be going through your kids' heads. It's just kind of how kids are. They're very egocentric. They see the world um, from their own perspective and they filter everything through that perspective. And the more you try to convince them that that's not the way it is, the more that will backfire. So make sure you're doing, you're having, you know, baby play and you're connecting with them, or you're just going out for a drive with them or playing a game with them or going through the drive-through and getting a donut with them. Just making sure you have these little rituals and have these moments, which are just for them and really protect those and secure them and maybe even schedule them in, in your calendar. So they know that they have that special time with you your movie night on a certain night, or you always go for a walk on Mondays or see if you can schedule that in a little bit. I know it's really hard to do, especially with a busy blended family, but that's important. And then also make sure that you have some kind of thing that you do some special thing, whether it's a, I don't know, bike riding or walking the dog or playing a game or practicing basketball or something with your stepchild. So make sure you have a thing with them that you're doing. And if it's, if they don't want it, then don't push it too much. And also it doesn't have to be like this huge, we've got to do it. It's time to do our basketball. Like try to be a little bit more subtle about it, but see if you can find little moments to just be connecting and building that relationship with your stepchild. So that they also feel important in your life. They also feel like they have some time. I know time is going to be very, very precious. But sometimes even just five or 10 minutes of really connected, uninterrupted, um, love-based time can be incredibly soothing and can be incredibly nurturing as you're trying to build a relationship. So see if you can do a lot of divide and conquer. The other thing you can do is if you're going to the zoo or you're going camping or you're going somewhere together, split up, take you know, any combination of kids do something for an hour or so meet back together and have a snack, switch up the kids, split up again, uh, do something for another little while, come back and have lunch, then do something as a main group for a few minutes and then split up again. Um, there's a lot of pressure on families to do everything together all the time, but I think sort of expanding and contracting, you know, so moving into from a small group to a large group and then back to a small group can make a huge, huge difference in terms of bonding and having fun. So that when the day is over, people remember it being a pretty good day. So dividing and conquering, I think is a great strategy. Um, the other thing that's really, really important here, and it's so hard to do, and I realize this as I'm saying it, but finding time as a couple, it's really difficult with a blended family when you have so many needs and a lot of complication and just programs and getting everybody everywhere and, you know, splitting up your time and knowing you have limited time with your kids before they go back to their spouse. And it, it it's quite an ordeal. So making sure that you are finding time for your partner, for your spouse, where you're going out for dinner or you're going for a walk together, or there's a show that you watch together. And in a really loving way, modeling that for your kids saying, Hey, we love each other. Relationships need to be nurtured. You guys go do your own thing. We're doing our thing right now for a few minutes. That's a really important thing. It shows, it models what relationships should look like. 
it helps kids see that, you know what, I don't need to be entertained 24 seven adults can do things together and I'm okay. Um, and it also takes care of your relationship as it can get really pulled and really frayed, um, as you're trying to blend a family together. So make sure you're taking time for each other as a couple. And then of course goes without saying, you need to find some time alone too, whether it's a bath or just having tea quietly somewhere in the corner or going for a walk or getting up early before everybody else, just finding little moments in the day where you're guarding some time, especially for you is really, really important. The other issue that is really important is re-entry. So when your kids have been with their dad or their mom and they now come back, it doesn't matter how well you're doing this and how healthy everything is. There is always a re-entry phase. There's always, um, things are just off for about 24 hours, sometimes longer, sometimes it's 48. And then it's hard because you just get back into that rhythm again and, and then they go back to their dad or their mom. So, so part of it is having that expectation that knowing that the first 24 hours are going to be rocky. Usually you can predict that you can use some humor about that. You can make sure that you're doing a lot of connecting, a lot of mirroring for that first 24 hours. As everybody comes back, you can re-enter in almost a divided way. So you're sort of dividing and conquering, but you're doing the dividing part first. So everybody's not all back together at the same time. You're doing something with, you know, with your child first, for a little while and then you're having dinner together see if you can kind of play around with and move around some of the energy that can really help um i guess the last thing to remember is you know what life is messy <laughs> it is um life can be messy and if you have the expectation that things have to be perfect or you're not doing it right um that's just way too much pressure and it's not realistic things will be perfectly imperfect try to find the humor in it try to see the big picture Try to understand this is a moment in time. Try to look at everything like a lesson. How can we do better? How can we learn? What did we learn from this? Having conversations and modeling conversations like that with the kids is also a great way to approach life. Really nail down the connected parenting calm technique here. I think this is going to be really, really important for you. So for more information on that, go to connectedparenting.com. We have uh, connected parenting team members and practitioners and therapists that are all trained in the connected parenting model. Um, we can work with families one-on-one -on -one and really help you on your journey. Um, I have connected parenting courses that are an amazing online supportive tool where you know they're on demand. You can follow through the modules and really kind of dive deep into the connected parenting methodology. There's also my books, which are out there. We really tried to pull together a number of resources for you to help you on your connected parenting journey. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.